with all the information that I have, we would not have started. <laughs> the reason is that there was so well-funded players uh, in the industry at that point of time that thinking that we will be able to beat them just because our value proposition is different seems crazy. And hence, I often believe that to start something of your own, you need to have this irrational sense of optimism. Because if you logically discuss too much, then of course you will find 100 reasons why it can't be done and why it has not been done till now. Because as a startup, you are doing something which is unique. So if I go back, I think I will not have the courage to start. I will be too scared of the other <laughs> players having so much of funding. But we were in our own zone. We, we thought just, okay, we can do our own thing. <laughs> Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. 20 Minute Leaders is a proud supporter of Make-A-Wish Israel and tech to peace and is in proud collaboration with Secret Chord Ventures, J Ventures, Riverside FM, Fusion VC, Birthright Excel, J Impact, Leap, Google for Startups, and Hippo, and in media partnership with CTEC. Amit Kumar, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me all the way from Bangalore. I mean, you're working on some really, really, really cool things with nobroker.com, uh, PropTech Unicorn. The journey besides that sounds fascinating and I'm excited to unfold what happened there with your own journey, getting into PropTech, house hunting, no broker and, uh, and building it up as an entrepreneur. So I mean, maybe before even we get started into PropTech and this whole world, take me back to your own self, your own upbringing, what sort of connected the dots for me, if you will, looking back? Sure. So I'm an engineer from IIT Kanpur and MBA from IIM Ahmedabad. Both of these colleges are number one engineering and number one MBA college in India. Uh, so from education perspective, I was, <laughs> I was pretty decent. And then I joined consulting uh, and I consulted banks and financial services for almost 10 years and afterwards I was heading strategy ANZ Bank, Australian New Zealand Bank uh, for India uh, and then it felt as if the life has become very comfortable, <laughs> good salary <laughs> and life is just cruising along and I thought it's important to give it a shock and try something uh, which basically brings me out of the comfort zone. Wow and so you're, you're in that comfort zone well, you're, you have a lot of different options to go about that route. Was it clear to you that entrepreneurship, starting your own company, was going to be, you know, the right way to get out of the comfort zone for you? Uh, I think this was always in my mind that I want to start something of my own. After ANZ, I was giving an interview and the person who was interviewing me, he was the founder. And there was a quote which, is, which was written on the back of the wall. And the quote is by Mark Zuckerberg, which says that, not taking risk in life is the biggest risk. And I think that was basically a turning point where I felt that when I am interviewing with this founder, why shouldn't I take risk? If you don't take a risk despite having good educational and professional background, then when will you take the risk? Completely. Okay, so put me in that situation. You're sitting there, you're figuring out, okay, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to go on this journey. What is the process that you go through to identify 
exactly what that journey is going to be. So the way in which I thought was there are two ways. One way is to basically, for many people in India, one way is to see what has already been successful in say US or China and try to emulate that. The way in which I thought was that let me just look at what personal issues I face in my daily life and how would I would want to solve it. And we had, I had shifted to multiple cities because of my management consulting background. And Indian brokers are very different from say US brokers. And uh, the experience was very bad. And we thought that let's basically do something which solves our problem. So let, let's ex- let's expand on that. Your, the problem of of house hunting and brokers paint me the landscape here. Sure. So, uh, uh, so for your audience, in perhaps in countries like US and China and other developed countries also, the a broker is registered. He has some accountability. Right. But in India, there is no registered entity called broker or agent, and the owner gives his house for renting and for selling to multiple brokers in parallel. Uh, with no affiliation, with no commitment, either side. So what happens is that broker in India has become an entity which is just sharing the phone number, no uh. registry, no accountability, and everything is collected in cash. So no income tax on that, which basically means a grocery shop shop guy also becomes a part-time broker, which means their objective is just to close the deal and extremely poor customer service and no help in terms of property management or packers, movers, nothing. So I will just match two people and I'll take the money and I'll run away. And the money is one of the highest in the world. So for a 11-month rental contract, a broker in India takes one month from of rent from owner and one month of rent as brokerage from tenant. So wow. Two rent for 11-month rental contract. It's mind-blowing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Why, why did it takes so long or it still is. I mean, why is it the way this market evolved unlike in the United States, for example, where it's a registered entity? What happened here that this that this sort of fell through the cracks? I think what has happened is that the country has 10 other things to focus on, be it influence, yeah. which the country is doing now very well. So, so many things are there and brokers have become a very powerful lobby over years. And you would not believe that there is a $19 billion dollar worth of brokerage which is paid by common man in India every year. Imagine this, a big amount of inefficiency and brokers have made a tested cartel. So in India, there is, unlike US or China, there is no branded broker chain. There are zero. So every guy is an individual broker and then another broker, which basically means and an, a, an a tested cartel that nobody can charge less. Everybody will charge equal and virtual which is high. So if I'm a broker in India up until now, how would I go about even finding, you know, how, how would I go about, you know, identifying the opportunities to become this middleman who takes the crazy cut from both sides? What, what would I do? Sure. So Michael, you can come to India tomorrow, uh, despite not being an Indian citizen, you just need a couple of phone numbers of owners. And whose property is vacant for uh, tenancy or for buy and sell. And you can have a small shop there or you can have an existing shop and you can just put a board. And any tenant in that vicinity will walk in and you will say, okay, I'll show you this house. You will you'll take him to that house and if he likes that house, you take the money. You take the money in cash and then you can fly back. There's no problem. So that is how 
लो एन एंट्री बैरियर इज एंड दैट इज हाउ लो द अकाउंटेबिलिटी इज सो ऑल सॉर्ट ऑफ स्पूरियस पीपल हैव कम इन टू द बिजनेस देर ऑफकोर्स दे आर गुड ग्रो बट दे आर वेरी फ्यू अ लार्ज अमाउंट ऑफ कम फॉर वेरी फॉर क्विक मनी वाओ दैट्स ओके इट सॉन्स क्वाइट ए बैटल दैट यू एंटर इन टू आई कैन डेफिन सी दी अपॉर्चुनिटी आई कैन सी द चैलेंजेस लेट्स टॉक अबाउट दैम सो is you're going into building no broker what are you facing really besides the fake be besides you know the fact that it's technologically you have to build it the product has to be good okay we'll talk about that in a second but it sounds like there is some consumer behavior there is some economics here that you're that you're breaking and that you're disrupting which probably has some unintended consequences that you have to deal with how how complicated is it so what basically happened was that we uh, uh when we started we said that we will solve it with the help of technology which basically okay makes sense and then what started happening was that once we built the platform once we started connecting the owners and tenants directly with each other without any broker so we used the algo through which we we banned the brokers on the platform and one fine day when we were very small we saw a group of 60 70 brokers outside our office no we thought that there were some some political procession but there were brokers and they came to break computer beat our employees and you wouldn't believe bangalore is such a advanced city with is a capital and they slapped our employees we called police thankfully no. there was a door that we held on to else it would have been a mayhem so our office was attacked by a group of 60 70 brokers <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, you're the CEO. How do you go from there? What do you do? So it what happens ex- the next day? <laughs> so it's extremely difficult because the moment it happened many of the female employees started crying and uh and we called police but uh, basically brokers then just went away and the next day they again started coming. So what they started doing was they started chasing the female employees from the office towards their home. the damage no. the motor bikes which people had parked so it is horrible <laughs> and because because many of the spurious elements have entered into this business so they in their mind they thought they don't have a concept of cloud so they thought that if they destroy the office the company is destroyed uh, but <laughs> you just take the laptop and move somewhere else so then we basically uh, changed the office almost overnight we did not have any office and we shifted to two temporary offices and of course the customer helpline phone line had to be disconnected and the brokers chased us in the night when we were taking the computers in the vehicle away from the office to know about our new address that was the situation then we hid our uh, office address from google uh, for next 5 years because we did not even today if you come to no broker office there is no facade outside the building we don't say no broker <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Yeah, and this does not happen often in India. I would say this is a rare event. Uh but this also basically shows that so our investors told us that perhaps you are doing something disruptive which is why uh, uh, the erstwhile players are basically upset. So this is a good sign as per them. I said this might be a good sign but this is hugely inconvenient and hugely problematic for us. uh and the but the team became very stronger michael this is surprising that after a external event like this as our team disintegrating team became very strong because it felt that 
वी आर नॉट जस्ट डूइंग अ जॉब वी आर फाइटिंग फॉर अ कॉज सडनली इट बेसिकली ट्रांसफॉर्म इन टू दैट इट रियली ट्रांस इट साउंड लाइक इट ट्रांसफॉर्म इन टू अ मिशन यू गैट टू विटनेस वॉट दैट मिशन इज ऑल अबाउट फर्स्ट हैंड एंड सो आई कैन ओनली इमेजिन वॉट दिस मे डू टू टू द एम्प्लॉज देर विच इज क्वाइट इनक्रेडिबल Tell me a little bit about no broker and how you've built it. So, connecting with with the new tenants and the owners, taking out the brokers, you know, and cutting the middlemen, and providing a, a, a more valid and more, I guess, um, intimate and real way for for this whole transaction to happen. What were what was the thesis going into no brokers platform, and what how does it look like? So, what happens is that. Now, if you come on no broker platform as an owner, you can post your property for free. As a tenant, as a buyer, you can come on no broker platform and you can contact a owner or seller directly without uh-huh. any middleman in between. We have we offer a freemium plan, so you can do it directly free of cost. And we have some value added plans in which we highlight your property and we give you more contacts and so on uh, through which we make money. Uh, But broadly, what happens is that whatever if you are paying a broker a three hundred dollars of um, rental brokerage, now you end up paying fifty dollars. So we basically crash the intermediation fees to one sixth. Uh, and uh, buyers and tenants initially were very surprised that really will I really be able to contact the property owner? Uh, isn't there hidden fees? And we said no because we don't have any physical people on the field. We have zero people to click photos. We because owners only send us the photos. and we have only one office uh, we don't need to have physical presence uh, everywhere everything is technology based so the way in which facebook connects content creators and content consumers same way we basically create owners and seekers uh, together we don't have the we don't create the content we, we just enable to post it but through this way we have been able to disrupt the industry uh, today after 8 years we have cumulative uh, 20 million customers on the platform uh, and now the pace of growth is so massive that we are adding 7.5 million new customers per year uh, and uh, we have raised funding from all top investors tiger global from us general atlantic from us so we have raised around 350 million dollars till now wow. we are the first uh, prop tech unicorn in the country i'm not believable If you're looking at it from a first of all, congratulations on on the whole journey, on the personal side, on the entrepreneurial side, it's inspiring. Were were there some unintended consequences to cutting out the brokers from this chain? If you're looking at the disruption, besides the the impact it's caused on your yourself and your employees, were there some unintended consequences or some interesting? you know circumstances that evolved as a result of changing and disrupting this, these economics i think two things one from the customer side one from our realization side from customer side i think we have been very blessed to get huge amount of praise from customers because they as a indian they always wanted to basically avoid a broker and deal with each other directly but there was no way in earlier so and i think the the testament is basically the customers who are coming No matter how much funding you raise, you can never get seven point five million new customer per year unless you are doing something which is helping the customers. Second thing is the realization, which is a positive unintended consequence. We realize that many of the other industries are also broken. For example, in India, the packers and movers is a very broken industry with very few branded players. 
So we started packers and movers, not the truck ourselves, but trucks basically with the with those contractors. But we take money on the platform and then we connect with the contractor uh, who will do the labor work. Today we are also India's largest packer and mover aggregator. Wow. And then we also realize that for, as far as painting is concerned, cleaning is concerned, home interior is concerned, home loan intermediation is concerned. These for them also India is a very broken market with fragmented players and poor customer NBS. So that also we entered. And so from real estate, we basically then diversified into the entire real estate journey chain. Uh, and we became number one in a couple of them. That's incredible. So if you had to estimate how many how many people in India had the benefit of using no broker to to get something done, to accomplish some partnership or some transaction without the hassle and the extra costs of a middleman. Do you have a, a number like that in, in mind? So till now, 20 million people have registered on no broker and our estimate, wow. our estimate, so all of them have either posted a property or have spoken to a owner and tenant. So all of these 20 million people have benefited in some way or another. Many of them yeah. have their services multiple times over the past eight years. Uh, and now they keep on using us for painting, for cleaning, for home loan, and so on and so forth. Do you have a mechanism for closing the feedback loop so that things can become more personal and more curated or you can learn about consumer behavior, what works and what doesn't work? Yeah, so this, is a, this is a very good question, Michael. So, for example, in US, I think the data is extremely updated. So, what I'm told is that in US, if a deal happens on, on a particular street within California in this city, this data is available. But in India, it is yeah. not available. So in India, sure. this data is is opaque and the government doesn't publish this data. So we are the only platform in the country because we don't take the transition away. The broker takes the transition away. So we are the only platform who has this data. So now we publish this data. We publish the price trends. Uh, so I think this was something which was not available before. But because we are doing the transaction, because we are the only... So today we are not the largest real estate platform in the country, but we are the largest customer-to-customer -customer platform in the world. So there's no other platform in the world. There are, for example, Zillow and Trulia, they are B2C, broker to customer. But we are the only, and similarly, right move in prime location, say in UK. But we are the only customer to customer platform in the entire world who is so large. Great. That's, um, that's pretty great. Walk me back to now, you know, we started the show or this episode with uh, you talking about you know, what, um, you know, the, why you entered this journey and why you, you know, why this whole thing started looking back, was that the right move for you? Yes, it was. But if I look back with all the information that I have, we would not have started. <laughs> the reason is that there was so well-funded players, uh, in the industry at that point of time, that thinking that we will be able to beat them just because our value proposition is different seems crazy. And hence, I often believe that to start something of your own, you need to have this irrational sense of optimism. Because if you logically discuss too much, then of course you will find 100 reasons why it can't be done and why it has not been done until now. Because as a startup, you are doing something which is unique. So if I go back, I think I will not have the courage to start. I will be too scared of the other <laughs> players having so much of funding. But we were in our own zone. We, we thought just, okay, we can do our own thing. 
I love that. I really, really love that. What, what did you enjoy most about this journey so far? I think two things. One is the growth because growth pumps you. It gives you more confidence and uh, validates your effort. And second thing is working with the team. So I think every day when I come to office, I am very blessed to have an amazing team. We have now close to 4,000 people on the uh, on the payroll and out of which the top 100 people who run this company, uh, they are extremely talented, best pedigree, very passionate and having like 100 co-founders. So coming to office daily, talking to them, now it's a reverse motivation. It's them who basically inspire me. So that is the most interesting part. I love that. Amit, thank you so much for coming here and for sharing with me this journey. This is such an enjoyable and inspiring episode. Uh, I, I just love the stories. I love the motivation and the journey itself was amazing. So thank you very, very much for being here and best of luck with uh, the remaining journey of No Broker. Thanks a lot, Mike. 